Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real play comedy fiction podcast. If you just finished our Windblown campaign and are ready for more, guess what? We're back with a new season! If you haven't heard Roll Gay Roleplay before, this is the perfect episode to start on because we're starting a new storyline! Yes, this episode starts our cursed season. This is 46 episodes, I think, including some bonus episodes in there. All one storyline, all throughout the entire season, and then we will be starting a new campaign in the fifth season. And since this is the start of a new season, I of course have to make the disclaimer, Roll Gay Roleplay is a real play comedy fiction podcast intended for a mature audience. Our episodes are labeled explicit for a reason, so listener discretion is advised. So yes, let's get into it! Roll Gay Roleplay presents... Cursed. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and this is season four. Uh, hi, my name is Katie, and uh, I really hope we are staying with the same order this season. We are not keeping the same order. Hi, my name is Tisha. I'm playing as Edith Everett. <laughs> fucking rebel over here. <laughs> I don't even know my name. All right. Hi, my name is Tisha. I'm playing as Edith. My name is Brandon. I get. I don't know the new order. Um, and I'm playing Humphrey Evan after, and I have had a raspberry seed stuck in my teeth for the past ten minutes. Oh, I love raspberries. Yes, and the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Yeah. Raspberries. Um, <laughs> raspberries. Hi, I'm Jonathan. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm just a whole sir, and uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is also Jonathan. Whenever I am not <laughs> subbing, and. I play florals in spring, but you can call me Cleo. Yeah, it's season four, everybody. We're back. We're back. I've missed y'all so much. I know. I've missed you guys, too. I'm so ready to play again. Yes, it's been such a long time. I've missed you guys, too. We should point out this episode is recorded live in front of our Patreon members. We don't normally do live episodes, but we wanted to do something special for season four. So, So, yeah, we're on video, too, which is something we don't normally do. I don't normally get to see everyone's faces. And these characters are something. But before, hold on, before we get into the new season, we always start with a question. Let's start with a question. And you guys decided it while I was gone. So what is it? Okay, so some of us haven't seen Golden Girls. And some of us haven't seen any of the Spider-Mans. So out of Golden Girls and Spider-Mans, which one is your favorite and why? Uh, I can go first. Spider-Man. So I haven't watched Golden Girls, but I have watched Spider-Man. And... I really like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man just because when I was younger, I was like in love with Spider-Man. Like I wanted to be him. And then those fucking movies came out and Spider-Man 3 ruined Spider-Man for me. Just point blank. Come on. I've never had secondhand embarrassment so visceral in my entire life as watching him dance in Spider-Man 3. (laughs) But... And then, so when the new Andrew Garfield movies came out, I walked out of that theater being like, oh, finally, he's been done justice. <laughs> they ruined him. <laughs> because anything is better than Spider-Man 3. Like, it was replacing Spider-Man 3. What about I, Toby? I like the new ones. Uh, who was uh, Toby, Toby Keith? Who was the Spider-Man that, in Spider-Man 3? Toby McGuire? Toby McGuire. Toby Keith. Isn't Toby Keith, uh, isn't Toby Keith like a rapper? No, he's Spider-Man. He's a country star. <laughs> oh. You're thinking about Tobey Maguire is the country music artist. Yes. Oh famous. shit. Okay. Okay. I got you. I um. I'm actually wearing a Golden Girls shirt today. Oh, so... Shady Pines. Yeah. 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 I have to say that my favorite, or at least I'm one of those gays that like, in my gay friend group, I'm a Dorothy, and B. Arthur, oh, God rest her soul. But like amongst my straight friends, I'm absolutely a Blanche. Like I'm a huge slut to all of my straight friends i didn't consider the straight versus the gay version but that's very true yeah oh also my favorite spider-man is um um oh my god what's his name tom holland because yeah I'm of course it Blanche. is yeah because you want tom holland and cat ears right i'll meet you out on the lanai Oh my, god. oh my god, I know what a lanai is. Yes. <laughs> also, why not just do a share hair? Okay, I'm done. Someone else go. 
I agree with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I'm totally my favorite. And it's not just because he's, you know, a super cutie. But I think he's also, like, physically the best Spider-Man. Like, he can actually do the flips and shit. I'm not buying Tobey Maguire flipping on anything. Nor Andrew Garfield. I don't, I don't buy it. But I feel like Tom Holland can parkour all over everything. So that's why he's my favorite Spider-Man. Parkour all over me. And, oh, true. And Katie, by the way, you are 100% going to be the Betty White of the Golden Girls because you're going to outlive all of us. I thought he was just calling you dumb. Oh, okay. I can do both. <laughs> hey there. That kind of that kind of took... Oh, sorry. Did Jonathan just say hey there and I interrupted him? Oh, wait. Hold on one second. I I just spilled this wine all over my fucking no. computer. The show must go on. We don't have time. Yes, sorry, we Jonathan. do. No. Um, my Get favorite... I'm, I'm Blanche. I'm a hoe. All right. Let's move on. Let me clean the show. Okay. All right. While he's cleaning that up, I'm going to say that I am Rose from the Golden Girls because I'm still alive. And my favorite Peter Parker is Tom Holland. And my favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. I get that distinction. Yeah. Like Peter Parker is supposed to be this skinny, nerdy, like weirdo. And I think that Tom Holland is amazing at that. And I really like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But I really liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but I hated Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Because it doesn't fit. he, like, looks 30. Like, change your face and your body. Change oh, it. my God. You can't say that to people. It's 2021. <laughs> I'm saying it to Peter Parker. He's not a real person. He's a comic book character. Wow. Just because he's a man in Hollywood, he's not a real person? Peter Parker is a comic book character. I feel like white men are the most oppressed people in society today. <laughs> oh my god. They are. You know what? I gained weight over quarantine and it all went to my boobs. And so I'm happy. Straight to your nips. Is that why your camera angle is like that? Yeah, I feel like that should make white men happy as well. Um, I so did this less for oppressed. you. This is like I you. did this for them. I did this for um, the oppressed white men. Congratulations. They're no longer. I'm sure oppressed. they appreciate it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Enough. Everyone went right. I'm not interrupting anybody. What good. camera angle do you want me to have it at? Is that better? I want Tits no angle. more boob tissue. No. More boob. Yeah. Yeah. No, what would you your only forehead? boob? I don't want to see what? your face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. A bad bitch is back. Crisis averted. No one's dead. My pretty, pretty pink keyboard is still glowing. So we're good. Fantastic. Are we ready? Are we starting? Are we starting? Oh, you promised Chris us shirtless, promise Chris. Oh, you did. Chris promised us shirtless. You have Sometimes to... it's okay to break strip, promises, strip, kids. Strip, okay. strip, oh, strip, oh, strip, strip, Brady, you shaved. Nipples. <laughs> oh, did you Nipples. shave? <laughs> no. Oh, you should have just... saved like a shaved like a four into your chest. Oh, you should have shaved. Yeah, design. Mm-hmm. You should have shaved design in your chest. In, in what? The, like, That's the what I do. Hairs I have. That's Are you serious? I... <laughs> That's what I know. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, Christopher, are you, are you, is your chest hairless? I mean, pretty much. There's some hair there. This is exactly what I want to talk about on the podcast, by the way. (laughs) Um, Twinks. Because, yeah. I think I'm a little heavy to be a twink. (laughs) I'm glad someone said it. I feel like there's a weight (laughs) limit to a twink and I don't fit it. You are, like, all I see, I don't even look at your face anymore. I'm just looking at your nipple. It's a hot tub party. Uh, Can we, oh my God. Right? This is a D&D podcast. Now that I'm shirtless and uh, all that, let's start the podcast. Hooray. Once upon a time, there were two young twins growing up near the woods named Edith and Humphrey. One day, after a heated disagreement, Humphrey ran into the woods and didn't return. Edith, the younger twin, spent decades searching for her long-lost sibling, never losing hope. After 40 years of waiting and researching, Edith and her brother are reunited under unusual circumstances. Humphrey is back, but not quite himself. And there seems to be a 20-year age difference. In order to figure out what happened, Edith and Humphrey reach out to the number one researcher on all things Into the Woods, Veranda Pasterly. Our story starts in Veranda Pasterly's office, where Edith and Humphrey sit for their appointment. Veranda Pasterly is a slightly older woman, human, short hair, glasses lean down to her nose. She doesn't make eye contact when she's talking to you guys, and her office is completely white minus a beautiful shag rug. We will start with Edith and Humphrey. Actually, we'll start with Edith. Could you describe your character? Yeah. 
So Edith is a 47 years young, uh, very professional. She's wearing a suit jacket. She's got her glasses on, her fancy coffee mug. She is uh, ready for business, uh, ready to take charge. She's got a, a, a crook, which if you don't know what a crook is, you know those old-timey uh, comedy skits where you use that thing to pull the comedian off stage when they're not funny? Yes. That's a crook. So she has a crook, and she, she, means, she means as much business as you want her to mean. That's Edith. <clears throat> Humphrey is a... Uh... It's just a, a terrifying visage of a person split right down the middle. Uh, one half is flesh and blood, and also quite visibly upset. He is the uh, epitome of resting bitch face. They could be the before shot in an antidepressant ad. The other half is a golden brown gingerbread cookie, perfectly baked, frosted with a smile. Their shirt is a little shabby, shows two sparkly gumdrops right down the center of their chest. And uh, the juxtaposition of the two sides of their head is uh, quite shocking. One being visibly upset, the other one being just cheerful as could be. If you have not seen the art of our characters done by our amazing artist, Lindsay, uh, check out our Discord social media. I think they should be posted everywhere. But yeah, that is the uh, abnormality with Humphrey. Not only is Humphrey and Edith now 20 years difference, Humphrey being younger by 20 years, right? Humphrey is 27, whereas Edith is 47, even though Edith is the younger sibling. And Humphrey is half gingerbread man. Gingerbread person. Gingerbread person. <laughs> They're half gingerbread person, which is not how they were before they left, right? You were all human before. Correct. This is what brings us to Veranda Pasterley's uh, office. She knows everything about the woods, the woods that Humphrey ran into. While Humphrey and Edith are explaining this to Veranda in her office, again, not looking up from her desk, she says, And why are you here? Well, if, if you can't see my brother, uh, I got him back from wherever he had been, but he is not himself. He is... Uh... That's me. I'm the brother. Yeah, yeah. His, his body is, is half of his body, actually. Just perfectly 50% of his body is as soft as a gumball that's already been chewed and is now being gummed on by a person with no teeth. Like, if you see that, like, there's frosting on him, and even if I wipe it off, it comes back. Uh, something is wrong with him. We need your help in uh, fixing him, please. I, just to answer your first question, I do have gingerbread genitals. Everybody, everybody asks. Yeah, so if you can see, that is the big problem here. If you can uh, please help us. We told you we're the number one expert in this, in this field. I am aware of everything in the woods, and there's nothing supernatural out there. What you have here is a very unique costume, and I commend you on what you've done, but it's not quite in fashion. The face is quite exaggerated, and the gumdrops are large and the color is not correct your story is cute but it does not make sense with the woods that we are talking about i have been into the woods and while it seems like you're defending your life your adaptation of the story is mama mia let me say not good i do know someone who is a giver though who might take interest in your cute story my assistant will give you a recommendation I do hope Springs can assist you. There was six, six Meryl Streep references in there. Six. I have to turn off my mic because I'm dying of laughter. i just throwing that out there. Um, I got none of okay. them. <laughs> Mamma Mia. It was so obvious. Who's she? Mama Who's Mamma Mia? Is that like a pasta sauce? I just name musicals so Tisha will sing. That's all it is. Wait. Do Gen Z gays not worship Meryl Streep? I named some old movies. I was there. waiting for a Into the Woods. Da -da 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 I literally said Into the Woods. Okay. Well, I didn't hear it. So whose fault is that? He said I've been Into the Woods like twelve times. Yep. This is your fault. All right. All right. All right. You should be wearing a shirt. Listen. Listen. I, I get that you're trying to push us off because you may not believe us, but um, <clears throat> if I weren't telling the truth, 
Why would I have this mug that says Realm's Best Truth Teller? And she sets it on her desk and it literally says Realm's Best Truth Teller on her coffee mug. Humphrey reaches over and, and dunks his hand into her coffee cup and then takes a bite out of his hand. His own hand? Oh my god. That's like <laughs> it's so, so disturbing. Does it grow back? That's uh, something no. like uh, cannibalism, but it, I, I'm not quite sure if it's defined as cannibalism when it's your own self. But anyway, Miss Ma'am, uh, yeah, if you're unwilling to help the realm's best truth teller, then I will take my business elsewhere. And uh, I will take that recommendation, please. Thank you. Well, that's and music can... of the heart, isn't it? My assistant will give you the information of a less than expert in the field, but I'm sure he'll be willing to help you. Uh, and the assistant will walk in. He's a sheepish looking man. And he says, um, your um, lunch is here, uh, Miss, Miss Pasterly. What is this? Wednesdays are champagne salads. This is a steak. Fix it. You two, this concludes our presentation. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you very much for the recommendation. Uh, bless your heart, Ms. Veranda. Uh, we will be on our way. This concludes thank our you. presentation. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Also, I definitely know what it is, but like maybe for the listeners who probably don't, what's a champagne salad? Do you just pour champagne on a salad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you not pour champagne on salads? If you don't, you should. I... Mm. Okay. I'm trying to picture carbonation and romaine lettuce together, and I don't really enjoy the thought. Have you not I had mean, like a champagne Why is your vinaigrette? salad made out it's... of champagne out of romaine lettuce? It should be made out of spinach, Katie. It's better for you. It has more iron. Is uh... it like a potato salad? It's just champagne with a lot of mayonnaise in it. That's what it is. It's, uh, it's a champagne uh, mayonnaise salad. Uh, right. Uh, oh my god. In there. The fuck? It's really gross. Champagne. I'm god, googling. Katie and Chris not wearing tops. I'm so distracted. I am wearing a shirt. I'm so distracted. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I just Googled champagne salad. It's like a real thing. Oh, is it? Thank you. Yes. It, this, I can't. We are in mixed company, and I can't say what I would usually say. Um, I can't. I'm going to say it. No, I can't. Okay. This is this is some Caucasian people shit. I can't. Look at this. 100%. Well, Veranda is white. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she is white, so I mean, what? I mean, good point, I guess. Like, good job, Jonathan. Yeah, you got a nat 20 on your As in, I am not surprised that I do not know shit about a fucking champagne salad, because, bitch, I would never in this lifetime or the next ever put my mouth anywhere near that shit. And then let that shit go in my freezer, girl. It infect my other food. You lost your damn. I don't mind. even know what it is. I'm not. I, I, did we talk about what, what it, it is? is? What's the champagne salad? Did girl, go. It's, it's, me? it's very much giving me nuclear 1950s housewife who does too much opium. That's like, the meal leave that it she to made. Beaver style. Yeah, very much she that. She has a lobotomy. It's not her fault. Is it one of those? It's aspic, just a vinaigrette. Is it one of those aspic salads? Disgusting. <laughs> no, good lord, no. Also, are we going to roll for Aspic? Where's the D&D of this? So, uh, Edith grabs the card from Miss uh, Veranda and says, thank you and bless your heart. And we will be on our way, boot scootin' boogieing, right out this office door, uh, onto the address on the recommendation. So we're heading that way. Uh, she has put her hand over her coffee cup, so... That way, Humphrey no longer puts his hand in her coffee because, come on, man, you're just ruining a good cup of coffee. Uh, thank you, kindly man, for your help. And I, you don't have to worry about me sticking my hand in your coffee again. I don't, I don't think it grows back. It's not <laughs> that bite's not coming back. Oh, all right. Well, now that we know that that's what happens, that you don't regenerate like a lizard. Learn something so new every day. You, you really do, don't you? You know, I, I'm very proud of you. I'm going to mark this occasion on my calendar. It was August 22nd when my brother ate his own hand. And we'll celebrate it. How about that? We'll celebrate it every week. Yeah, we'll we'll cut off slices of hand for everyone to take a... a yeah, of... I mean, we won't actually cut off slices of your hand, but maybe we'll make little gingerbread hands and pass them out to people. Like, it's a celebration. 
I'm sorry, ma'am, that we're still having this conversation in your office. Would you prefer if we left before we talked about eating my hand? Our presentation has been concluded for quite some time. I don't know why you're still here. Do you have security here? Why, why are we still allowed to be in your office? <sighs> Would you fix this? And the assistant goes, oh, God, can you guys, come on, this way. I'll get you the information you need of, of um, yeah, come on, we'll just go. And I'll fix your champagne salad, which is delicious and completely normal. <laughs> uh, the assistant will kind of rush you two out of the office. Tears are going down his face. And he's like, okay, here's, um, God, I've been working for 47 hours straight. Here's the information you need. Uh, his name is Florals and Springs. He's um, as close as you're going to get to Veranda without you know, uh, skills. Here you go. I'm going to go um, cry in the corner for five minutes before I get her her, what am I getting? Salad? Fine. Uh, the assistant runs off, and you now have a card for Florals and Springs, animal sightseer and knowledge extraordinaire. Y'all, champagne salad is just ambrosia. Can you tell me what ambrosia is? It's it's like a fluffy jello filled with cocktail Don't... fruit salad. Isn't it that aspic? No, aspect is like a flavorless jello. Oh, it's flavorless? I always thought it had lime with, like, flavor in it. savory foods in it. It's got like shrimp and vegetables and And shit. ham. And slices of ham. The deli ham. Aspect is gross. I don't know what this is. We got back on the same topic because it's boring. Controversial thought. Um, gefilte fish is just like Jewish. Aspect. I agree with you. And that's why I don't eat gefilte fish. Yeah. No, it's horrible. You have been given information for Florals in Spring and where to find him. Uh, Florals, where would be the place that they would find you at? You would probably find Florals in, like, a, like, hold up in a room just writing, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So there's, like, papers, stacks of papers just all over the place. Um, you see, like, pictures and really, really bad drawings of, like, fairies and fae folk. And on top of, like the floor all over the place you just see dead fucking flowers like everywhere and it's because i found out that i have a fey gift and my fey gift is that every morning i wake up with flowers in my hair it's a terrible gift i love that and they fall out they i just yeah they just fall out so instead of me cleaning them up i just let them die on the floor like my hopes and dreams Okay. So Edith and Humphrey, when you get to the address, when you knock on the door, the door opens, and you can see someone feverishly writing inside and throwing papers off on the floor. The floor is scattered with flowers. At, at this point, I guess, yeah, you guys can enter the room, and then once Florals introduces themselves, you can explain your character. Knock, 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 knock. And Florals, like, whips his head back, and he's like, all right, good day, mate. What are you doing here? Oi, my my friend. Um, wow, I've never met I've never met anyone with such pretty flowers in their hair. Oh, uh, boy, these flowers—they came from the Fae folk. They did. Oh my goodness! You know, listen, you you are our last hope. You kind of you you hold my brother's fate in your hands like a a baby bird, okay? But a baby bird that's made. Half out of cookie and half out of baby bird. Like, <laughs> say a ginger, a ginger flavored cookie. So Cleo immediately, like, laser focuses onto Humphrey. Yeah, Humphrey steps out from the side, and like, in full view. sees that Humphrey is, like, <laughs> half cookie. And he walks over to Humphrey and, like, touches the cookie part. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Oi, we uh, it seems we got here uh, someone that's been in turn with the fairy folk." It it wasn't my first choice. And how did we come across half a body being a gingerbread cookie? Uh, it, it was a it was a I I drank some water out of a stump once, and then uh, I met a a fair godmother that curse me it's a long story the fairy godmother you met her uh, met her i can't unmeet her she's uh i'm a little bit bound to her uh aranari you fell for her trip uh, yeah that's a good way to say it so, fairy godmother and then immediately he goes to like a so like 
his room with all these papers looks like chaos to everyone but him so he immediately goes to his fairy godmother stack and pulls up a picture and it looks it's like a fucking like stick figure in a dress and he's like is this her well son of a bitch that's her <laughs> And he says, Oi, oi, I wrote about her uh, so many times. You need to get back to her, the fairy world so that you can fix the other half of your body. Well, I mean, that's that's the plan. That's why we came to you. We heard that you were kind of the best in the business. Oi, that I am. I am a knowledge extraordinaire, uh, florals in spring, but you can call me Cleor. I am here to tell you that... I may have the K to get us back into uh, the fairy world. And you will be my reason that I can finally prove that the fairy world exists. Also, uh, how did you find out about me, Florals and Springs? But you can call me Cleo. Oh, well, you know what? Bless your heart for helping us. We really appreciate you. Uh, we were told that you have absolutely zero talent and that... You are a waste of time, but the person who could actually help us and who actually has talent, their office is the one that referred us to you. So now, while I appreciate your vigor and, you know, everything that you're saying right now about, you know, being able to know how to fix my brother, you know, we were were just told that you were a no-talent hack. And uh, it was by the office of Veranda. She is the one with the talent, so we're told. Um, And she will be the one that will be able to fix my brother. Uh, As you can see, you tasted him. Uh, He is half cookie. Tasted me? I don't Don't know. Don't taste me without my permission. I I poked him. Jesus, consent. Didn't he touch you? I oh, think he touched he me. T- he didn't taste me. Oh, he didn't put his cute... finger in his mouth afterwards? I mean, Tisha, who wouldn't? Like a fly? Who wouldn't do, do that? If you touched something that was a cookie and you were like, it's super weird, wouldn't you just like sneakily not... I put feel your like, finger you know, in your mouth are, later? I don't, uh, Tisha, so I'm just going to throw this out here. Like, um, that's weird. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, um, well, okay. I will retract my statement about you tasting him. I'm sorry. I don't know why I assume that. That is something that a crazy person would do, apparently. <laughs> um, but apparently. <laughs> Florals in spring, like, hears the word veranda and, like, goes off on some, like, Australian tirade about how she's a terrible person. So he's like, Veranda, bugger all. And then he like, you know, insert Australian uh, cuss words here. I don't know what they say. I haven't got Barbie shrimp, shrimp, shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good cuss word. Any hoodle. So uh, yeah, uh, he says, Veranda, you came here uh, throughout uh, my den. You insult my drawings. You tell me that I am a no-talent hick? Uh, I'm sorry. I would never call anyone a hick. Um, that is offensive. No, not hick. Hick. Oh, a hick. Okay. No, That's hick. Different. Can, we, can we get that one more time? Hick. That Australian is perfect is what that so is. So good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, all right. You know what? I would never call anyone whatever it is that you specifically just said that was not hick. Um, I would not say that. No, 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 um, no, no. You know how you chop, yeah. Uh, you know how you chop down trays. Hick. Oh, like uh, you know. Hick. Okay. The sound uh, you make. The sound uh, you make when uh, you chop hayak. down the tree. All right. Hick. So See, yeah, just like that. Okay, hack. All right. So that's a little bit different than a hick, but a hick and a hack, and we'll hick hack our way back into pleasantries. I appreciate you and. Listen, I got this peach here. Would you like a peach? I got some peaches. I got a million peaches. They're for free. Would you like one? And we'll we'll start this over on the right foot. You know, you, you're saying that you can help us. Uh, you know, hick, hack, paddywhack. Let's give a dog a peach. And she hands him a peach. I, I Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> in the live chat for giving Tisha that line. Florals <laughs> in spring grabs the peach and places it in his food corner. Uh, his 
food he corner. doesn't have like a kitchen <laughs> he doesn't have a kitchen that's just, this is how he stays so skinty minty like because he doesn't really eat much because mm. yeah you know hey, skinny, skinny legend it's the so he takes it and puts it in the food corner and you see like just dead flowers and like i don't know some a persimmon and he um says all right well uh mates it seems that we now need to get ready to go on our journey to get uh and what's your name again uh cookie man but my name is humphrey my pronouns are he they uh yes uh uh he they humphrey oh that rhymed and then he like writes it down on his writing is that some kind of of magic you just did there (laughs) he uh grabs a stack of papers and it's uh his to be famous pile so like it's all his books that he wants to publish and he puts he they humphrey uh right there and he says i expect royalties (laughs) i'll see what i can do uh haven't made much luck in that department quite yet um what i can do We were also given a list of Australian swears, so go ahead and use that throughout the rest of the campaign. We were? Yeah. <gasps> Lindsay just posted one. Yeah. Oh, no. Lindsay! Wait. Yeah, Lindsay posted yes. all of swears. Did you introduce like what your character looks like, Jonathan? Absolutely did not. Florals in Spring is this twinky little uh, black man. Like, yeah, like I said, skinny legend, for real. He's wearing all, like, safari-colored cigarette pants, and they stop right at his ankle, and they, you know, they hit just right. And he's wearing uh, four-inch strap, strapped heels, and he's also wearing a, um, a crop top, a crop top halter top um, with a long, dramatic-ass cape, all in the same color because he likes to be matchy-matchy. Um, um, he chooses not to wear colors because... You know, he being with the fairy folk for the for for the time that he was there, he does um he you know, he wants to give the color back to the people. He wants his uh his fairy folk to, you know, keep all the color. So he wears neutral colors, camouflage. And let me see. Does that uh, mean fairy folk are are fey of color? Yes, they are phase of color. <laughs> but like pink and purple and blue and orange. And I wear neutral colors. He has a luxurious, bouncy, and bountiful uh, afro that just, it, it's, it's everything. It's about, it sits about 12 inches off of his head. That's how poofy it is. And right nestled on top of his afro is a cute little, like, Robin Hood hat, like a little chapeau. And it's the cutest thing ever. It has little uh, little feather in it. And yeah, he's just fierce. Snatched body, snatched waist, snatched heels. Like, what more could you ask for? Oh, his eyes also just glow like bright white. Just all the time. Yeah. Thank you for explaining Florals in Spring. Okay, so now, actually, we're at a really good point to pause and do our mid-game announcements. Oh, we're going to have new music for this, too. Anyway, music time. We don't have it. We don't have it yet. It sounds like a circus and clowns, but they're sad. This is, this is exactly what our new Great. music is, too, guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was actually it. That wasn't a placeholder. Welcome to the Gay Agenda. This is the point in the middle of our episodes where we thank our patrons and thank our sponsors. So first, we have a new patron to thank. And their name... <laughs> oh, girl, the preparation is on point. I'm <laughs> I had it. had it up. I had it up. Bisexuals. <laughs> Never on time. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody, yeah. do um. Girl. What is it? What's the hands called? I'm Two trying hands. to sign in. Shut the fuck jazz up. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Everybody do jazz hands. Jamie, uh, we'd like to thank our newest patron, Jamie. Thanks for joining. Your dice will be on their way. Actually, they should already be arriving. But no, you definitely have received your dice by the time you hear this. <laughs> You've definitely received your dice. Hope they're rolling well for you. Hopefully, they don't take as long to get to you as it did to get your name out. <laughs> And for Jamie, you forgot Jamie. Like, it's right. not... Oh, my God. <laughs> I really thought it was Andrew, too. So just so we know where my head was at. Jamie and Andrew. If you want to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. We've got over a day's worth of new episodes, as well as pre-goss, bonus content, polls that help shape the game. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm releasing a new poll soon, and our Patreon episode just released. Yes. Yeah. That was our um, intro to these characters, right? 
Oh yeah, this yeah, is another intro to our characters. characters. So these characters are actually playing in our August and September Patreon. It's a two-parter. So I will release it on Patreon now. So once our Patreon listeners who are watching are done, you guys have another episode to listen to. Boom! Oh my god, make your Sunday gay. With Gorilla Gay. Make your gay. Sunday gay. I like that. Yes. Brunch who? Mimosa wear? <laughs> this is... Uh... <laughs> This will normally be the time in the gay agenda where we talk about our sponsors or any ads we have for the week. But for our first episode, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners worldwide. It is incredible how much we've grown without ever paying for advertising. So thank you for listening. I mean, you're probably gay. So some gay algorithm probably did lead you here. But still, thanks for sticking around and thanks for telling people about us. We really appreciate it. Uh, also, thank you so much to our Patreon members, both active and past. You can hear we've upgraded Katie's audio equipment because she sounds amazing. It's like hearing a brand new person. Uh, we've actually been able to upgrade everybody's audio equipment. So this season is just going to keep getting better. Our, our production value is going to keep getting better. And it's because of you. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, a lot more to come from us. And I don't, I can't say too much yet, but yeah, keep in. You want to listen to the gay agenda moving forward because we're going to have some cool announcements. But until then... Thank you for listening to The Gay Agenda. Now, back to the story. So, Edith and Humphrey has been introduced to Florals. Florals has decided to take on the mission to assist in making Humphrey full human. Oh my god, is this like a Shrek moment? Like, true love's kiss, but you turn into a gingerbread instead of, like, going back Spoilers. to... Spoilers. I don't know. Like, your life is not easy. So, <laughs> Florals... You know of a woman who might be able to assist you. Someone who lives in the woods, someone who has given you a lot of um, herbology and potion and alchemy lessons. Someone who knows the woods even better than you and Veranda combine. A woman that lives there, she's the one that you want to seek out. So that's something that you want to do next. And if you could introduce that to them, I would love it. Oi, if we're going to start a little adventure... We should probably start with uh, the Lady of the Forest. Uh, she taught me everything I know, and I think that she'll be very helpful uh, for us on our adventure to get Humphrey back to normal. Normal's <laughs> just a setting on a washing machine. All, All right. right, so we got Mysterious over here. I'm very proud of your. It seems that you are against the grain, and I'm very happy for your. But we need to go and meet this lady of the forest uh, so that we can get you back to our the way you would like to be. Thank you. So maybe normal is not what you prefer, but you know, do your and live your life. 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 I mean, you, you can still call it normal. I was just, I was repeating something I saw on a shirt and a hot topic we went to this morning. Or nor hot topic. I can't go there. Yeah, it was a uh, it was pretty interesting. Like there was this there was this guy that was trying to sell us stuff, and he just kept pointing to his own nipples, and they weren't pierced. But he was like, "If I had a nipple piercing, this was where it would be." It was very uncomfortable. Like, just get the nipple piercing, man. Tisha, why does it always go back? <laughs> why does it always nibbles? I don't know. I like As, nipples. Uh, Edith is saying all of this, uh, you see florals uh, start packing up a little bag. And it's a Prada bag full of all kinds of potions and poisonous things. And he's like, I, I, Oi, I learned how to make potions um, from the Fae Folk uh, a long time ago. And here's a few things that are going to help us on our journey. That's awesome. And then you see one dagger that he puts in his uh, cigarette pants. And then you see the other dagger before he puts the dagger in, the, in his pants. He dips it in a, a clear liquid. And after he dips it in the clear liquid, it like immediately like dries. And it looks like it's like just a regular dagger. And then he puts it in his other pocket. And then you see him take out this beautiful taller than him six foot tall fucking longbow and it is covered in these beautiful flowers and it has like a slightly pink hue to it um and that is his trusty longbow called flora and prada and he wraps it like he uh, puts it around his body and it like literally it like drags on the floor because it's taller than he is oh my word that is uh prettier than a pig wow that's gorgeous or uh, thank you for likening my trusty Longbar Florin Prada to a peak. It's gorgeous. It's the, the prettiest. Like if it were if it were a swan, 
it would be the prize winning swan. That is for sure. If uh, Florals in Spring was white, he'd be blushing because that was so cute. And so um, he's like, oh, no, thank you, Starip. And so he um, says, Wheel, um, I think that it's time for us to go and find this lady of the forest. And we will begin our adventure. Let's get on with it. Let's find this lady of the forest. I hope she's pretty. And I hope she's got nipples. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my God, Tisha. I just... Do you ask people about nipples beforehand? This is called role-playing, okay? I am role-playing, and this it's is... a thing yeah. my character would <laughs> say. Sure, you're role-playing, role Tisha. <laughs> okay. Isn't your character a cleric? Her holy symbol is her nipples. Oh my my holy symbol uh, is a peach. Why do you got? Why do y'all hate nipples so much? No, we're, we left the office. We're I done. Really okay. Don't. I was gonna say, just... yeah. You see, uh, Florals is walking out of the office. He thought that he securely like packed up all of his papers and all of his work, but you see, like just pieces of paper, like loose leaf paper, just flying off of his like backpack and his prod and flying out of his Prada bag because he. It's just a mess. And is the drawing of the fairy godmother still somewhere, like on the desk or the floor or something? I, I was going to say, Humphrey and Edith should roll a perception check to see what they notice about the office. Let's do some rolls. It's D&D, guys. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to roll a die because I like the noise, but... Oh, wait, are y'all using, real, y'all are using your real dice, not D&D Beyond? Oh, shit, let me go get my real dice. Okay, five seconds, Ooh. bye. Oof. I got a two minus two, which is a zero. You're not even sure where the floor is. Yeah, yeah. I'm standing on the papers wondering where they are. <laughs> Can I roll two? Why would you roll two? Do you have advantage? I don't know. It's just a question. I'm asking you if I can. <laughs> I was wondering. Can I just re-roll? I'm not, I'm not asking if I can roll again. I'm asking if I can roll them both at the same time. Why would you roll them both, though? Okay. Tisha, I know we're bad with rules, but you roll one d twenty for it. Okay, I'm gonna roll. The, I'm gonna roll this one. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna roll it again. I got an eighteen. And what what, what were we rolling? Uh, we were rolling the d twenty as many times as we wanted until we got the roll that we wanted. I dropped so it into my fucking yeah. lap. You dig? <laughs> dropped it uh, into perception. my lap. Well, if you'd have rolled two, this never would have happened. My perception is a plus seven, so I rolled eighteen plus seven, which is twenty five. So the papers that are falling out of uh, Cleo's bag, Florals and Springs, is there an overall theme to your drawings? Is there something that's clearly a passion for you in this? So Floral's goal is to prove that the fairy world exists, that these fairy tales came from somewhere. You know, like, they, like no one was that imaginative. Like they experienced these things, and I'm here to prove that they're real. So I think you would see, like, you would see. That's exactly what you see. You would see pictures of the fairy godmother and how she has shown up as different folk or different fairy folk or different beings and different stories. Okay. So yes, I am also in search of the fairy godmother. So he, uh, she whispers to Humphrey, and she goes. This dude right here, pretty as he may be, he seems to have an obsession with the fairy godmother. Like, all these papers that are falling out are just about her. So, just best be keeping your wits about you. I rolled a zero, so I'm, I'm still looking around, wondering if there is paper. What's paper, really? Oh, no, what? you have a negative. Aww. I have a negative two in wisdom. Can you, this dude's can you know, dumb. I will say that, like, in my four-inch, like, stiletto heels, I am, like, booking it. Like, I am running my ass off to go see the Lady of the Forest. I am excited right now. Edith does her best to catch up to... I'm sorry, did you say I could call you Cleo? And, and that's somehow related to florals in spring? I love it. I love the name Cleo. It's very nice. Hey, Cleo, you know what? I noticed that... You got a lot of information on this here fairy godmother. At the at the words of fairy godmother, uh, 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 Cleo like just pauses and stops, and he turns around. He says, "Oh yeah, I know about her. her. Uh, she is a celestial uh, a celestial being, and she has decided to make sure that the fairy world stays separate from the human world that you and I live in." 
Oh, wow. That sounds terrible. I don't know what this whole, like, thing that you're doing It sounds very woke is and what your business is with this fairy godmother, but, you know, I appreciate it, and I'm always here for bettering society, especially if it means that I can better my brother, who, as you saw, was half gingerbread man, like it's a cookie, and the cookie doesn't grow back. Butter your brother. I've already been buttered. I don't. I'm a... I look over at Humphrey and I say, Oi, Humphrey, have you ever thought about uh, maybe getting into cinema? Maybe you can uh, be the spokesperson for the fairy world since you've uh, handled it um, in firsthand. Here's the problem. If, if you put cinnamon on him, then that would be more like a snickerdoodle and people really like snickerdoodles so i think cinnamon is a bad idea to nor, be honest yeah, we're trying nor, to draw less nor, attention nor, nor, i'm sorry that's incorrect i said cinema yeah we're we're saying the same thing nor, 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 nor. as this discussion is happening i need the three of you to roll a perception check <laughs> i'm still saying cinema <laughs> like nine Oh, shit, I rolled a nine. Ooh, look at God. 16. 17. Humphrey is still looking for the papers. Well, I'm licking my hand to see if there's cinnamon <laughs> in it. Are you licking, like, the part that you bit? No, I'm licking the human hand. I'm very confused. What does your human hand taste like? Gingerbread cookie. The gingerbread side tastes like people. Let's shut the fuck up. <laughs> what did Thank you want me to say? <laughs> you broke Chris. So, Edith and Cleo... You notice there is a little girl with a red braid in her hair in the woods, currently fighting off a couple of spiders. Oh, I didn't know about the spiders. You didn't know about the spiders. Um, Katie, could you introduce your character as you are currently in a fight with some spiders? Yeah, for sure. So Cherry Chapo is very obviously small. She's a halfling, but she's also young. So like, not only is she tiny, she's young and tiny. She's got a big red braid going down her back and a beautiful red cape. Big hood, obviously. Very well maintained. She's got a basket as well. She doesn't have any shoes on because she's a halfling. And uh, yeah, she's running with a bunch of spiders. You notice she looks kind of scared, but she also looks kind of really angry. Get away from my basket! This bread is for my grandmother! (laughs) And she's whacking the spiders with the basket. So, you have a little girl being attacked by spiders. What would the three of your characters do? Oh my goodness. That little girl needs some help, and I will be exactly the one to help her. And she holds up her coffee cup before she takes a quick drink of it, and it says, Realm's best helper of little girls. Oh, I don't like that one. That sounds so What are they? Yeah, that's less likely. Did you grow a mustache in this? (laughs) (laughs) No, she is the realm's best helper of little girls because she herself is a girl. She's going to help the little girls of this realm. Where'd you even buy that mug? (laughs) This little girl needs help, and I am the one to help her, so I'm going to head on over there. Can I shoot the spiders? Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and roll initiative since battle is already afoot. Oh, it's a battle episode. I got a five. I got a ten. Ew, gross bananas. I got an eight. Oh, plus I have advantage. One sec. Ayo, 21. Never mind. Okay, so Cherry, here's what's happening. You have two spiders. Both of them are attacking you right now, and you are up first. What would you like to do? So you're going to see this small, scared girl suddenly start to transform into this, into this hideous, snarling beast. So, fun fact, Cherry is a barbarian, and she is Form of the Beast Wolf. All of her clothes are really big on her, and you start to see why as everything starts to, like, crack and shift and move and fill out. Her eyes start glowing like this, like this yellow and these wolf claws grow out and her tail is this wolf tail covered in barbs and it's just snarling growling and she is going to so i uh she's going to attack recklessly and that is a bonus action i get two attacks uh it gives me advantage on melee weapon attacks uh rolls using strength during this turn um but attack rolls against me have advantage until my next turn 
Okay. So I'm going to pick one of the spiders, whichever one is closest to me, and I'm just going to rip into it with my teeth. So I'm going to hit the first one with advantage because I'm attacking recklessly. Does a 20 hit? Uh, it does. Perfect. And uh, yeah, that was an unnatural 20. So the first bite does 12 damage. I'm going to attack again. Okay. 23 hits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's seven. So 19 damage total. Okay. And the exoskeleton of the spider just snaps under the pressure from this these like bright white teeth. Just she's scary and tall. Not like super big, but much bigger than she used to be. Awesome. Yeah, that uh only six legs work now on this spider. So good job. Nice. And that's it, I believe. All right, Humphrey, your turn. Humphrey runs up to Cherry, just kind of stands next to her and goes, I am a, a staunch feminist and I don't mean to step in, but are you in need of assistance, ma'am? And then I summon with my action my spectral weapon, which is mechanically a maul, but it's a giant fucking lollipop hammer that's two-handed. Yes. Awesome. Also, I, I assume your pronouns are she, wolf. Yeah, and it's just it's just hideous snarling. It's like, <laughs> like she's not really a little girl anymore. So that's, I mean, that's my whole thing. I run up and I, I summon my spectral weapon. Then it is my uh, giant spider's turn, and it's going to bite at Cherry. Okay, you have advantage. I have advantage. Good to know. Mm. Didn't help. Didn't help at all. 11 plus 5, 16 to hit? Doesn't hit. Okay, well, that was my spider's turn. It didn't hit. And it can't do that again, and it can't do much else. I don't want it to move. Yeah, we're going to stop the giant spider's turn, and that makes it Cleo's turn. All right, so um, Cleo pulls out his longbow, uh, Flora and Prada, and he is going to use a Zephyr Strike. So then, let's say, what's 7 plus 6? Uh, 13. Does a 13 work? Yeah, that hits. Perfect. So that's Zephyr Strike. So that is going to be a 1d8 plus 1. So that's 2 damage right there. And then the Zephyr Strike does another d8. That is 2 plus 3 is 5. And then I'm also going to add in my Dreadful Strikes. So Dreadful Strikes. When you hit a creature with a weapon, you can deal an extra 1d4 psychic damage to the target, which can take this extra damage only once per turn. So then 5 plus 1d4 is, oh man, we're still doing some fat damage here. Uh, this is 6 damage. Nice, thick, veiny damage. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to shoot again because, you know, why not do a crazy dance? All right, so that was 6 plus something else, right? No, it was literally just 6 damage. Well, you did kill one of them already. Okay, I'm shooting again, though. All right, so then one down. One to go. And does a 15 hit? Mm-hmm. Look at God. All right. And this is seven points of damage. Wow. One hit did more than, like, the arsenal of shit. I, okay, you know what? We're not going to talk about this. So, yeah, that one's going to hit for seven points of damage. And um, you see, like, uh, Floral uh, Cleo, he um, takes out a rose from his... Uh, archer thingy and he quiver? shoots a rose at it thank you that's what it's called quiver he shoots a rose at the other spider and it like beautifully flies and like impales the spider gorgeous awesome because fa- fashion kikyo from inuyasha oh, inuyasha Sit, boy, oh sorry or down we're not boy. we're not doing that i'm not i'm not going to get into this <laughs> yeah and that will be my turn also how far away am i from these spiders i mean how close you want to be we didn't distinguish and i don't care um, I'm going to say that I'm 90 feet away. Cool. You are 90 feet away. Per. Then it is Edith's turn. All right. Well, there's one spider left. Okay, she walks right up to it and she's like, listen, your other spider buddies are dead. It seems like you really made love to the pooch on this one. And she just knocks them in the head with her crook. And she got a 16 to hit. That hits. And she does 8 damage. 
How does a crook kill a spider? Uh, Blunt force trauma? It, it, you would think, you would think that killing something with a crook would just like pull its head right off, right? So it would go behind it and pull its head. But this didn't. She kind of missed the behind the head and she just like pushed its head right off its own body. Yeah. She just, like, knocked it right in the head and just, the head just fell right off. I don't, I don't know. What are these even things? Are are these were these spiders? Because they seem quite small for spiders. Uh, where are we? This does not feel like the South anymore because these are very tiny, tiny spiders. Um. Firstly, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace, and I'm going okay. to hide because I don't know anything about Katie's character. Fair enough. So in a poof of glittery pink smoke, it's like poof. You see the uh, the pink glittery smoke. What'd you just call me? Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And um, after the smoke dissipates, Cleo is gone. All right. Well, that just happened. Um, That that person just disappeared uh, with the flowers and the flowers are gone, too. Wait, there's some dead ones on here. Can you eat those? Can you eat dead flowers? Is that like a thing people do? I don't know. Anyway, you are a little girl, but you are also a werewolf, maybe. My name my name is Edith. What what do you have two names because you're like two different things or is it one name for both of you? You're going to see this big wolf start to shift back and turn into this little girl. Who looks really confused and afraid. What? I I don't know where I am. And I'm just looking for my grandmother. Do you? All right. Well, come, do I know your grandma? What? Well, what's her name? Is it Grammy? Is it Nana? What do you call her? Grandmother. And she starts to cry. Oh, okay. It's all right, little, little, little girl that's also a giant wolf, I guess. You really seem like you're a... You know, a sheep in a in in wolves' clothing right now, but I'm unsure, so I'm gonna comfort you anyway. Uh, my name my name is Edith. This is my brother Humphrey. You see, the gingerbread half of Humphrey gets a really wide grin on it, and the eyes kind of narrow a little bit, and then the mouth starts to to move as I talk, going. Hey, this fight was fucking bullshit. I didn't even get to use my candy hammer to candy crush some fucking skulls. Ah, I didn't know that they'd be two different people. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you though, honey bun. This is right? so good. You know, two different people. Maybe you got something in common. You could be like best buddies or something. I just you need know? to get this basket to my grandma. And the woods don't look like they used to. And... And everything sounds weird, and you sound weird, and everything is so scary. <laughs> Why is he a cookie? Right. The, the hammer disappears, and uh, I resume my, my normal kind of depressed face, and the the, the candy side goes still. And I go, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. You'll have to excuse him. Uh, how are you doing there, darling? She pulls a handkerchief out of her basket, and you can see that there's, like, some breadcrumbs and stuff. And she, like, wipes away some tears, and she's just like, I've just been wandering in the woods for a really long time, and I've eaten everything that I was supposed to bring my grandma. All right, well, honey bunny, um, or should I say honey wolfie? I don't know, whatever you're comfortable with. Come here. I'll give you a, a nice hug, and you know what? We'll get you to your grandparents. Oh, yeah. Cherry is just attached to you. Comforting we have older a person. compatriot that kind of knows. knows. <laughs> no, he's standing right over there. He just rolled a three on the stealth check. Oh, well, no, no, no. no. Uh, uh, I rolled a 13 because uh, Pass Without Trace. Oh, okay. I was behind her the entire time. So, like, you see me on the floor, and I'm, like, ducked behind <laughs> this cherry chapo, and I've heard the entire conversation, and I'm, like, poking her foot. Oi, it seems we got a werewolf around these pots. Oi, uh, I am Florals in Spring. And I am here to tell you that you are actually from the fairy world. And that's why nothing around you are right now looks very familiar. Fairy world? What? I just, I just live there. 
Where am I? What realm is this? You're in a different realm. Um, did you happen to run into a womanly figure that kind of looks like this? And I pull out the stick figure, uh, fairy godmother. No, but she reminds me of my grandma. She's going to start to cry again. Or nor your grandmother might be the fairy godmother. That's so peculiar. Um, well, and I stuff the, uh, uh, the, uh, the drawing back into my bag. Can you do me a favor? Can you please retrace your steps uh, back to where you came so that we maybe get you back to the world that you belong to? It sounds like we should try and find this little girl's grandmother if she might also be a fair godmother. She may have gone through a dimensional door, and I think that we can figure that out if she can retrace her steps. She's really confused. These are all really big words that she doesn't know the meaning of. She has left a trail of breadcrumbs behind her, like Hansel and Gretel style. Oh, can I? Humphrey's can I, been sitting on the floor eating some of the breadcrumbs. I see the breadcrumbs as well, and I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that will make my heart, like Cleo's heart, starts like racing, and he just darts. All right, wait, 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 uh, Cleo, don't, don't go yet. Um, hold on. And she pulls out her her coffee mug, and it says realm's best breadcrumb follower we need to take one second here and just and just gather ourselves before we head on off following these breadcrumbs uh as you see i am the realm's best breadcrumb follower and i know what i'm talking about edith um i do believe that you are onto something but unfortunately for your i do not do well around crying children well, that's fine. Uh, this chil- ch- this childin is going to stop crying right now. Ain't that right, little girl? You're going to stop crying? Yeah, no. She uh, she starts to wipe tears from her face. She's starting to, like, brighten up. There's obviously adults around. Okay, there you go. That's perfect. Okay, she stopped crying. We aren't crying anymore. Uh, we are going to make a plan, and we are going to follow these breadcrumbs into the fairy realm to get my brother fixed to do whatever this little girl needs to get back home and to prove that you know what you're talking about there, right? Right, scientist? Okay, let's let's uh, put our hands in. Everybody put their hands in, and we're going to say, uh, Realm's best breadcrumbs, because these are tasty breadcrumbs, according to my brother. Ready on three. And she puts her hand out. Uh, Cleo uh, grabs Edith's uh, hand, puts his hand in, and says, okay, one, two, three, world best breadcrumbs, uh, guard, and then he just books it, and he's following the breadcrumbs. Well, world's best little girl helper, and then Humphrey walks off after him. Trace is going to grab his hand. Aw. Cleo, Humphrey, and Edith holding uh, Cherry's hand down into the woods. Uh, The Four of you, if you can make a quick perception check. Sure. Oh, oh, honey, nat one. Minus two is a negative one. Ten. Uh, I'm crawling on the floor eating bread crumbs. <laughs> bread crumbs. Um, Just not. Yeah. Eight. Nat I one. Got, I got a ten. These rolls Shit. are trash today. So bad. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are in the woods. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, do this. The two of you that rolled at least a double digits uh you guys can see that there is a house in the distance that you have not seen before except florals in spring you recognize this to be the friendly alchemist that has helped you learn all that you have learned about the woodland forest that's all i can give you on the house because your rolls are trash if i recognize the house yeah i just sprint yeah you recognize the house to be uh, uh her name is scurvy Okay, wow. We couldn't give her a normal name, could we? Scurvy. Her name's Scurvy, with an S. Thanks. I'm, yeah, I, can I knock on the door? As you knock on the door, the door opens, and you see your, your good friend and mentor, Scurvy, lying on the ground, dead. Arnor! And that is where we will end the episode of Roll Gay Roleplay Season 4, Episode 1. Thank you so much for joining us again. Yes. I'm so happy with these new characters. I'm so excited for this next season. It's going to be so exciting. It's be a mess. Before we say our goodbyes, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish. <laughs> the number one. <laughs> oh, because you want to fuck up the rhythm of everything that we've been doing for the past fucking yeah. four years. It took us... Oh my God. I'm Brandon. I... 
still have a raspberry seed stuck in my teeth. And you can find me on TikTok at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, my name is Katie, and uh, I don't do much uh, online anymore, but you can find me occasionally in the Discord. So see me there. I'm Chris. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Chris Drinks Lemonade. And if you don't follow me on TikTok, follow me because I'm so close to 100,000. Just follow me. Really? Oh. Mm -hmm. 99 point something. Yeah. You're so famous. Yeah. It's because of the nipples. It's because I show my nipples. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Katie, take take some advice. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I play florals in spring, and you can find me on TikTok at groundbreaking33. Also, I would also like to say that I have like 200 and something followers. Brandon has like 15 or 20 something thousand followers. 16K. 16k and christopher has 99 fucking thousand fucking followers and i have done more to promote this fucking podcast than both of you combined you whores just want to let that just want to let y'all know yeah i haven't mentioned podcast at all i have five times mm. and my my highest podcast related video is reading you jonathan oh my god it sounds about right i'm the comedy so Bitch! Any hoodle, just throwing it out there. Now you can say goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us for season four, and thank you to our patrons who joined us live for this event. We will give you more live events coming up, and uh, they will be less chaotic. They won't be. I, that's a lie. But thank you so much for joining us, and we're so glad to be back for season four. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Music by Joe Barsanti, an RGRP LLC production.